It is good to be here today and to celebrate with you around this Eucharistic feast as we remember and commemorate the life of St. George, but in particular celebrate the life of Christ in the midst of this parish of Gate Park. I've got to say, I was very pleased yesterday morning when I set out from home to see that the Napier Taupo Road was open. <laughs> the previous week when I set out for Tauranga to join with the congregation at Holy Trinity, saw me take a rather circuitous route around the diocese to get there and then back home again. That weather bomb that hit Hawke's Bay quickly closed the Napier Taupo Road and most other avenues out of Napier toward the Bay of Plenty as well. In fact, I only just managed to get through to Wairua before the flooding became too much for the road to remain open. I must say that by the time I got to Portiki, the Bay of Plenty was resplendent in sunshine, which was a very welcome sight as I came along that coastline. So it was a long trip last weekend, but filled with spectacular scenery. These wonderful coastlines and mountains and valleys and rivers that we're treated to in Waiapu, which made it for me a journey filled with beauty and moments for deep appreciation. I guess even more so, seeing as the trip home saw me go through Taupo Tūrangi National Park, Ookuni, Wauru, Palmerston North, Woodville, Delivu. I've been everywhere, man. The journey yesterday was somewhat more predictable, although the Topol Plains are still covered in deep white snow, which, while very picturesque for a passing traveller such as me, is making life very difficult for those who live on that land. Travelling often brings with it a sense of the unknown, or perhaps the unexpected. A journey is full of opportunities. Times when we might be tested, times when things within us might be tested, such as patience, or skill, energy, empathy, even faith at times. And yet it is often in the midst of journeying with others, or even alone, that we can experience moments that quite literally take our breath away, in awe, in astonishment, and angst. And these moments make for great storytelling when we're home again. My word, George would have had some great stories to tell. The video we saw earlier on was any mark of his experience. They make for memorable, memorable moments that are rich wells for developing our understanding of life. They help us connect not only with ourselves but with others and the inner life of God's Spirit within us. Many of you may have undertaken a pilgrimage of faith with others, an intentional journey to places of significance in the story of faith, or perhaps the story of your personal life mixed in with faith, and may relate to the experience of being in these places of significance, hearing the stories of these places of significance, and being with people in a significant way. You may also have had cause to question the journey. What was the purpose of that pilgrimage? 
What was the overarching story you were all trying to connect with? Why did you get together in the first place? What were you expecting to happen along this journey of pilgrimage? And how did that compare to what really did happen? A friend of mine once suggested that before going to any conference, I should ask myself and then this person as well three questions. What do I expect to happen? What am I hoping to learn from this conference? And how will I take what I learn into my life? Questions were there for me to keep a sense of accountability about making conferences worthwhile, lest they become a a talk fest and an opportunity to be away for a few days. But perhaps that idea of questioning our expectations and what we think we might gain from a journey, a pilgrimage, any sort of journey really, might be good for us to adapt for our spiritual lives. One of the deep quests I think we have in life is the question of how we marry expectations with reality. How do we integrate new learnings into our established behaviours, the habits we already have in life? How do we make sense of the unexpected? So all very well, Bishop's been travelling a bit and he's got this travelling bug on his mind and he wants to talk about it today, but what's it got to do with the Gospel? Well, because this reading from the Gospel of Luke that we've heard today is taking place in the midst of a journey. It's taking place in the midst of travelling times. The disciples are on the road with Jesus, listening to him as he speaks to them in the large crowds that have gathered As Jesus speaks to the crowds, there's a theme at play in all that he is saying. In fact, it's a theme that unsurprisingly carries itself all the way through this gospel. What will the kingdom of God look like? How will we identify the movement of God in this world when we experience it? These themes have been rolling through the gospel from the announcement of Mary, of her son to be born, the song of praise that followed, the prophecy of John the Baptist in the wilderness, and so on and so on and so on. And now Jesus is teaching the disciples about life and about how to interpret the world we experience in the vision of the kingdom of God. How will we experience life when we are within the sphere of influence of God? What can we expect? I would imagine that many of the people who heard Jesus speak in the crowds that gathered, the Pharisees, the lawyers and the disciples, a whole mixed bunch of the whole lot of them, might have been hoping to hear Jesus speak of an easy path, a non-troublesome path. But all this talk that we've heard this morning of family members being pitched against one another in disagreement must have been a bit of a surprise, surely, to many perhaps to us as well. This Jesus is no longer the meek child in Bethlehem in the manger with angels and cows and sheep and shepherds coming to find him. This is a Jesus who speaks of life that is difficult, unmanageable, complex. 
The nature of salvation is that it is ours by the grace of God through Jesus Christ, who died and rose again and gave us the gift of the Holy Spirit to empower our life. The gift of salvation. The expectations on us as disciples of Christ seeking to live out our lives faithfully to God in confidence of that salvation is what Jesus is addressing here for this crowd. He's mentioned this difficult baptism he has to live out. He's given us a sense of looking forward to the salvation that will be ours and now there's this difficult task for us to face. In other words, as disciples of Christ, what's expected of me in life? decisions are expected of me? What choices are expected of me? What preferences do I need to uphold as a priority in life if I'm to live out a life that is faithful to the God of my salvation? And how will those choices and preferences that are demanded of me change my relationship with others around me, even my family? Maybe that's a concept that's just too uncomfortable for us to bear. Maybe it's a concept that seems very foreign to us. Outside of our experience. And maybe there's some reality in that. But for a large part of our lives we don't bear that consequence of having to really grapple with the relationships that are nearest and dearest to us because of our faith. But nonetheless, that reality is is true in our world. It exists in our world. Because the consequences of being people of faith are real. The invitation here is to be alarmed by the idea of family turning against one another. And to look beyond that circumstance, beyond the image or the metaphor, to see what has been asked of us in discipleship. What would really cause us to disagree so much with the ones so close to us that might cause separation? It's an invitation to go deeper than just the surface disagreements, even the surface of disagreements that we may have here in this congregation or across the church or in this country. Conflict is not to be unexpected. Unrest is a consequence of the struggle to get things right in life. It's a consequence of the struggle between good and evil. It's a consequence of the struggle between deciding what I'm going to hold as a preference in my life because of the gospel of salvation compared to what I might hold as a preference in my life if I just focus on myself. Sometimes that unrest takes us into conflict with others. Sometimes that unrest takes us into conflict within ourselves. But this is not necessarily something to be shied away from, but rather something we need to embrace for the sake of seeing the kingdom of God around us. Something to embrace so that we can be more sure of what the being inside the sphere of God's influence in this world looks like for us. Travelling can sometimes be jolly hard work. And travelling as a disciple of Christ in the midst of this world can often be jolly hard work. 
So perhaps we need to pause a little bit for a moment in the midst of this reading from Luke's Gospel and ask the kind of questions of this Gospel and of ourselves that we might ask if we were going on a pilgrimage or a journey. Asking it without a certainty of knowing what the answers may be. Asking these questions with an openness to God's Spirit moving in our lives. What is the nature of our reality? Who are we as people? Who are the real enemies that are out there in our lives? Where are the dragons that we need to fight? What are the real struggles that we deal with? And how are they more than just the daily struggles of children and grandparents and work and neighbours and getting the lawn sun each week? What's really deeper, really beyond just those daily things that we need to hold up as a preference when we need to make decisions and choices in this world? And how will that help shape and form us as disciples in the model of Christ?